Hey guys, good evening. I hope that you are well. Hope that you're enjoying this week. Uh, this is episode one of the Barefoot Fruitarian podcast. Today, I am happy to share with you guys a little bit. Uh, I'm going to just talk a little about some of my life experiences, let you know bit of who I am and where I'm coming from with the information that I am going to be sharing uh, on this episode and uh, episodes soon to come. So, yeah, I'm enjoying the bird, beautiful bird songs in Maryland right now. It is a little bit before sunset and yeah uh, there's a whole story about that about what's going on here right now but that's not the story for <laughs> for the moment so uh, let's see okay I want to tell you a little bit about what has landed me on this health journey? What has inspired me to spend many years studying and practicing, learning about various schools of thought, modality, sorting through a lot of the information and figuring out uh, some really good information, methods, practices uh, to be healthy, to be happy, avoid the kind of illness that many of us are surrounded with today. Okay, the story of growing up. Uh, I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's a, a city in the eastern, the northeastern USA. Uh, I was born into a family where, uh, like most families, <laughs> had all sorts of stuff going on, um, including this one central issue here, my father. My father was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, with chronic progressive multiple sclerosis MS, about five years before I was born. And uh, yeah, in my earliest memories, he walked on a cane and you know when I was I don't know I forget the numbers exactly but pretty quickly he was he was in a wheelchair uh, and you know as I was turning six and seven he was gradually progressing more and more to becoming bedridden becoming paralyzed and stiff and so on and this um, <clears throat> this was very difficult for my family this especially my mother but the whole family you know there was there was <laughs> there was not enough help from family from you know lots of people around not a lot of help my, I recall my mother 
being very overwhelmed. She was, uh, as his, as his uh, illness progressed and he started requiring more and more constant care day and night, she became more and more sleep deprived. Uh, and, you know, it was, it was tiring. Um, she would have these tantrums sometimes. I remember her like screaming and, and stuff like that. Anyway, you know, I tried to help. We tried to help, but I was I was a kid. The other, I had three siblings, but they were also kids. Um, and, you know, when I was 14, he finally moved to a nursing home. Uh, I, I recall when that happened, it was, at first, it was like a big relief for my family, you know. Relax for a moment. Um, and then he lived for 10 more years in the nursing home. And we went to visit him. I would do like range of motion where we would, you know, move, help him move his body so that it didn't become horribly, uncomfortably stiff and painful with spasms. And, and uh, me and my brother, you know, we would go there and we would water his plants and, and we'd, you know, we'd do that, the range of motion and hang out with him. Uh, yeah, and then when I was 24, he was his funeral. Anyway, uh, a lot of people these days uh, know someone that is, has a story similar to that. Either you personally are going through something like that or you, you know someone immediately or multiple people or or you most certainly know someone or multiple people that know people that are going through similar things i don't care if they call it ms diabetes cancer uh alzheimer's um uh you know arthritis all sorts of uh diseases that are grossly misunderstood so, uh, yeah, anyway, a year after his death, he was, I, I turned 25. At that point, I had been a, a smoker for 10 years and someone who actually was not in the best of health in various ways myself. I didn't have any diagnosed official disease or illness per se, uh, but, you know, I was a, not, I was a pretty depressed person. I had low energy. Uh, my body was, you know, not so healthy. Um, I couldn't walk far. If I walked for a few miles, I would have pain, chronic pain in my body, which I thought was normal. I didn't realize it was actually uh, not normal. Um, yeah, I'll talk more about that part later, specifically. Um, having uh, knowledge I, I came across with regards to barefooting and, and so on but yeah staying on topic so I was 25 and there was a moment I was 25 and it had been a year now approximately since his death and um, you know I was smoking a lot of cigarettes and weed for 10 years 
and um and I was I had written down a drum solo. I'm a I'm a drummer um, and a singer professionally for a long time. I had written down a drum solo. It was about 30 seconds long that I wanted to memorize. So <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote I, I wrote it down and I and I practiced it and I practiced it and over and over again I practiced it and. I was trying to memorize this 30 second long drum solo. And you know, I couldn't memorize it. I, I was at a loss for being able to memorize something that shouldn't be that difficult to do. Um, and I remembered my father, I remembered my father telling me um, one day, he had said, told me uh, we have the same mold you and I he was talking about the shape of our heads and um, and that we you know I'm his son I should have a lot of similar abilities to him he was a pretty um, pretty accomplished physicist actually he worked at uh, University of Princeton University of Pennsylvania, uh, prestigious schools. He, he published many papers. Uh, he invented, he worked with solar energy and astrophysics. And he was able to do very complex math problems. Uh, and, and towards later on in his life, it was, it was, um, it was a lot of it was just in his head because he couldn't write it down. So he would be doing his work in his head and remembering it, and then when someone showed up, one of his colleagues or or one of his family members, um, to help him write things, mostly his colleagues, because you know we didn't. Uh, I'm not a mathematician. Um, he would then dictate the work that he had been working on in his head um, to them <laughs> and stuff like that. So. Anyway, I said, something's amiss here. I gotta make start making some changes. And even though I had been trying to quit smoking for 10 years, that was the impetus. I was finally able to do it. Uh, I wrote down on a piece of paper all the reasons I wanted to quit smoking from, from mental clarity and memory to body odor to uh, mood. Um, you know, my... my yeah, uh, you know, um, um, good circulation, good abilities. Uh, you know, circulation that was that was starting to um, it was starting to affect my sex life and <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Okay. So I was finally able to quit. I looked at that piece of paper every day. I talked to myself in the mirror. I clenched my fists and I just tried really hard. I was able to quit smoking. It's been uh, 16 years since then. I'm now 41. Yeah. And I continued. 
I already had an interest in health and wellness um, prior to this, but it was sort of it, it was uh, kickstarted. There was a spark put under my ass, and <laughs> I started going a little bit harder on the whole thing. I started trying to figure things out, and I was gradually gaining mental clarity from that moment on. I was gradually, yeah, that was a big step. I was still eating junk. I was still not eating well. I hadn't learned yet a lot of things, but I had been practicing pranayama, the breath work, deep breathing, and so on for some years already, yoga. Um, you know, the pieces were, were starting to come together. I was reading books. Uh, I had already started to learn about fasting for some years. You know, the pieces were coming together. I was reading various books. I was... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so a couple years later, I went into... Uh, I stopped resisting cell phones and internet, which I had been wary of. I'm still wary of, but, <laughs> you know, I started allowing myself access to them. I got a home computer. I started looking on the internet. Uh, very quickly, you know, after exploring my interests and uh, starting to, to, you know, re-access this worldwide library of information that people were sharing with each other, I quickly discovered fruitarianism. I discovered that there was people, they weren't anyone I knew, they were just words on a page, but there was a number of people that were claiming that it's possible to live eating only fruit. Not only was it, is it possible, but they were claiming that it's very healthy, that it's uh, the natural human diet. They were claiming they were sharing various things about it, which I became interested in. I quickly became intrigued with this one concept especially. Fruit is given freely by the plant, by the trees, the vines, and so on. It is not the plant itself. It is a gift of the plant and can be consumed by people and by other animals, you know, animated beings, animals. It can be consumed without need to harm the plant. And I was like, wow, you know, I had always thought that you have to eat, you have to harm things in order to eat whether it's an animal, you know, vegetarians uh, have this practice of peaceful living. Uh, in Sanskrit, it's called ahimsa, uh, which is often translated as peaceful living, nonviolence. Um, a friend of mine told me it's, it actually is more directly translated as without separation. Like, we are... <clears throat> 
We are everything. You know, and I thought, well, that's interesting because one of the, if you contemplate on that thought, one of the, the um, you know, one of the branches that comes out of that pretty quickly is, well, if I am you and I am that tree and I am that, that bird, you know, I might not want to harm that thing. Uh, I might want to be nice to it. I, I kind of feel that way anyway, intuitively, but you see what I'm getting at. Anyway, so I started to learn about uh, the fruitarian path. The fruitarian path, which I've been on now for 13 years. Um, I... I went on a 100% fruit diet uh, that lasted a couple months in the first phase, two months to be precise. And then I discovered raw cow's milk at a market near me. I had never had raw cow's milk. To my understanding at the time, that could also be peacefully harvested. You know, it comes from the cow. There's no need to harm the cow. I didn't yet understand that that's actually not really the case. Um, <laughs> but that's... I'm not going to get too much into that detail. Uh, so I went on a lacto-fruitarian diet. Raw lacto-fruitarian diet. For the next three months. And my health started to decline a little bit at that point. I was feeling really good during those first two months. Anyway, uh, five months in, I didn't feel so good, and, and I also didn't have... There was, only, there was a limited amount of access to good information on the internet. Uh, I hadn't found the wealth of information that I've found since then through direct contact with people, through, through self, largely through um, direct experience, you know information becomes knowledge through direct experience uh, through intuition etc um, so five months in you know I was starting to experience detoxification symptoms which I did not I did not understand very well yet uh, and I will um, probably do a talk about focusing more on the symptoms of detoxification more in depth later. Uh, but basically, a lot of what people consider to be illness um, is actually, to be illness, you know, sickness and disease uh, is more correctly understood as um, intentional actions of the body in an effort to heal itself, to bring itself back into harmony. So, for example, uh, fever. Many of us have a lot of junk that we've accumulated in the body, foreign material, through air pollution, through bad diet, 
through too frequent diet, through too frequent and too much eating, um, the body is overwhelmed and it's not able to clean itself up properly. It uh, so instead of instead of removing everything that it doesn't want there and being very healthy and happy and feeling good. <laughs> uh, it instead stores things temporarily, hopefully, but it starts to store things. And then as time goes on, uh, people age, people start experiencing what we often just think of as aging. Uh, the, the gastrointestinal tract starts to accumulate these foreign materials in it and uh, we develop a distended belly a belly that sticks out um, but really the entire body becomes sort of a storage unit for these things we develop crackly limbs from s starch that has been being stored away and and minerals and metals uh, we develop fats in all the tissues of the bodies uh, which are basically oils and water being stored anyway so fever um, is the body's intentional procedure body says okay we need to loosen up some of this stuff we need to loosen it up so it can go into the bloodstream uh, and be removed it can go into the urine and be removed into the exhalations through the lungs and so on fever it is a process of detoxification Coughing, similarly. Headaches, similarly, similar. Nausea, it's a similar thing. The, uh, the, the body goes into, the body goes into, mm, a state of detoxification and particles go into the bloodstream. And on the way out, we experience nausea. We experience headaches as, as the junk in the blood reaches parts of the, the body. Does that make sense? Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> that starts to happen. And it can be pretty intense. Colds and flus, similarly coughing, mucus being removed from the body. The body makes mucus to protect itself from uh, foods that we're consuming that are very harsh. Spicy foods, salts, uh, animal foods. That's, uh, I don't want to go too, too in-depth about the process of detoxification, but, you know, 
maybe it's a good question to ponder on. Uh, are the stories that we've been fed by various entities really true? Or is this really what's going on here, what I just described? Um, is that really more closer to the truth? I'm not interested in suggesting to anyone that uh, they take my word for anything really, but I'm suggesting that some of this might be closer to the truth and that these stories can be examined. We can each, we might ask ourselves, uh, is this true? Is this really the way it is? And we can look into it for ourselves and see if it might be true. Yeah, a wise man once said, uh, don't, don't accept my word for this. Check it out for yourself and see if it's true. Anyway, back to uh, my story, <laughs> my uh, bio. So yeah, during that five month period, two months fruits and then three months fruit and raw milk. Um, during that period, I met a woman who became my ex-wife, who became my wife and then, you know, my ex-wife uh, of some years. And during that time, I went through various phases of eating, various phases in my mind, uh, eating fruits, eating 100% raw, eating not 100% raw, eating a lot of cooked food, you know, different phases, going back into fruitarian diet for periods of time, and so on, but continuing to learn, you know, and, and the seed had been planted. As far as I'm concerned, anyone that tries 100% fruit for at least one month, uh, that person has first-hand experience with how powerful it is. Um, and what the effects of that are. And there's people in the world that find out some of this information and, and switch to 100% fruit and just whatever's going on inside their minds and, and uh, you know, go on. They're able to do that. And other people like me, they go through various phases on the wagon, off the wagon, so to speak. Yeah. And then, let's see. Yeah, then we separated. Uh, my ex-wife and I separated. I continued to study, um, continued to learn. I had, at this point, there was more video sharing and audio sharing becoming more, uh, more prevalent on the internet. I discovered various people such as Mango Wadsak and Kavetsa Martinek and Osborne uh, a lot of people that were sharing more good information I could actually see them I could look at them access them on the video 
their their YouTube, you know, see them um, read their books and you know continue to study, continue to, to experience how much better I felt eating fruit and how much worse I didn't feel, how much worse I felt every time I stopped eating that way. Mentally, spiritually, physically. <sighs> yeah, so I continue to study. I continue to make relationships, reading, having experiences. It became clearer and clearer the more times I went back and forth in my in my life, how much better it is. But I had habits that I needed to conquer. Uh, well, first let me elaborate. Let me expand on the uh, how how specifically I felt better. The more time I went on fruit, the more detoxification my body went through, um, the cleaner my temple, the temple be meaning my body, um, felt. My mood felt better. I had energy. I was able to think clearer. I was able to um, I was able to, to have better memory. I was able to, yeah, I mean, more and more years went by after quitting smoking, you know, all this was helpful. <sighs> yeah, I'm holding this cell phone, recording this podcast for you guys, um, and I'm feeling the radiation of the cell phone which is very intense. I've been sensitive to it, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> so I'm, I'm experiencing that now. Um, but anyway, I continued practicing my yoga. I continued practicing in yoga. We call all this stuff mitahara, food control. Through first-hand knowledge, I felt better and better. I, I, I felt the truth of this stuff. I felt that I, I came to know how important it is, how much, you know, there's so much lies, so many stories that we have been fed. We are being told things. And a lot of the stories that people are being surrounded with on so many levels that are, we're being fed throughout our lives are not necessarily true. They're not, they're, <laughs> they're really not. They're, they have to do with um, they have more to do with what is profitable, what's going to make people money than what is actually good for us. And I think a lot of us know, know more and more how real that, that statement is. 
Um, so we each, you know, we have to sort out these things for ourselves. And, uh, again, you know, I don't recommend anyone, I avoid as much as possible giving advice to anyone, telling anyone else what to do, because who am I to do that? But I do have a lot of experience with these types of things to share. And it's, it's my hope that, um, that in sharing some of these things through my podcast, I already have some, some stuff available on my YouTube channel as well, Barefoot Fruitarian, uh, my Instagram, Barefoot Fruitarian as well, that uh, you guys are, anyone is welcome to check out. Um, and to, uh, you know, respond back to, I'd love to hear uh, feedback and, you know, all that. Um, Yeah, I guess that's, I could say a lot more, but maybe we'll we'll leave it at that for now. We'll leave it at that for now. So I'm Brett. I hope that you got something helpful out of this. I, at least if, you know, just at, at very least like, hmm, hmm, there may be something to that. Let me, let me ponder on that a little bit. Or maybe something that felt more significant. If something hits you hard, you now, I invite you to pause this or afterwards to sit and and reflect on it you know sit quietly for a moment and reflect or or just think about it you know yeah okay as is my tradition in yoga Dharma Yoga, um, my lineage. We will finish this with a bit of music. Three ohms. I invite you to either listen. You can sit and meditate, and I will sing for you. You can sing with me these three ohms or do something else I hope that's been helpful
Okay. That concludes our talk for today. Next time we'll go further. May all beings be happy and free.